Celebrating Cooperative Missions podcast is sponsored by the Baptist Resource Network of Pennsylvania, South Jersey, a state convention supported by the Southern Baptist Convention. Welcome to the Celebrating Cooperative Missions podcast, a podcast dedicated to informing churches about the cooperative program and the mission efforts it supports in Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and beyond. I'm your host, Michaela Mays, and if you are new to the cooperative program scene, then you're in the right place. On Celebrating Cooperative Missions, we strive to bring you clarity on what your giving and prayers are going towards and the kingdom movement you have a part in accelerating. Your giving has a huge impact, whether you realize that or not, because when your church gives to the cooperative program, it is joining other churches in accelerating kingdom movement in your backyard and beyond. I'm talking all the way around the world. And we think that's something we're celebrating. So thank you for joining us as we celebrate cooperative missions and share the stories and lives your giving has impacted for the sake of the gospel. So just some quick background knowledge for you as we head into this podcast. At the state level, 68% of the funds given to the Baptist Resource Network is used to fund ministries at the church level, as well as disaster relief projects, next-gen ministries, partnerships, church resources, pastor and staff benefits, and more. At the national level, 32% of your generous giving supports domestic and international missionaries through the North American Mission Board and the International Mission Board students studying at SBC seminaries, and those advocating for religious liberties through the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission. So again, your giving is doing a lot for the kingdom. God is using it to do amazing things for the sake of the gospel in your backyard and all around the world. And that's what this podcast is all about, highlighting those stories that you have had a part in. In this month's episode, we are joined by Pastor John Cope, who is the SEND Network Director of Pennsylvania and South Jersey. He is also the Senior Pastor of the Keystone Churches in Pennsylvania and South Jersey, which include Keystone Montgomeryville, Keystone North Church, and Keystone Fellowship in South Jersey. So yes, as you can imagine, he's a very busy man, and he's giving us just a little bit of his time today to chat about how he has seen the cooperative program work at not only the local level, but also now the national level being in this SEND Network Director role. So he's gonna chat with us about that as well as something that is very close to his heart, which is church planting. And so he's gonna share with us just how he has seen the CP truly impact the multiplication of churches in Pennsylvania and South Jersey. So we are covering a lot of ground today, uh, but we are so glad that you're joining us for it here on Celebrating Cooperative Missions. So we hope you enjoy every minute of our conversation and thanks again for tuning in and as always for celebrating Cooperative Missions with us. Listeners, uh, welcome back to another episode of Celebrating Cooperative Missions. I'm so glad you are joining me uh, for another month and another episode. And today we have the privilege of sitting down and chatting with Pastor John Cope, who is the SEND Network Director of Pennsylvania and South Jersey, as well as the Senior Pastor at the Keystone Churches in Pennsylvania and South Jersey. And that, of course, includes Keystone, Montgomeryville, Keystone North Church, and Keystone Fellowship in South Jersey. So, Pastor John, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Michaela. It's awesome to be here with you. 
Yeah. So um, as it goes on this podcast, we are going to be chatting about the cooperative program, of course. Um, but before I deep dive into those questions, uh, Pastor John, would you just share a little bit with us about um, the nature of your job as Send Network Director um, and just kind of like your background in ministry at the Keystone Churches as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, our family moved up here in 2001 to plant a church. I was an executive pastor at a church down in Lakeland, Florida, and we moved up here just north of Philadelphia, probably 20 miles north of Philly. I okay. uh, didn't know anyone, didn't have a sponsored church in the area. We just started meeting people and started a Bible study and and uh, started Keystone Montgomeryville. A couple of years later, we started a, another church in the city and totally, totally started seven in all. Uh, we're in the process of our eighth church. And uh, but about two years ago, uh, our leadership team, our eldership team, felt like it was probably best uh, for me not to just be lead pastor and be also leading from a campus. Uh, they felt like I needed to just be the lead pastor overall. So I stepped down from the campus that I was pastoring from and just became the overseer. Okay. And, uh, yeah. But about, I guess about eight months ago, uh, I was approached by the SIN Network Uh which is over church planting. Mm -hmm. They asked me if I'd consider, you know, coming on board and being over PA South Jersey at the Sin Network. And uh, through the process, I felt like God was calling me to do that. But at the same time, too, I did not feel like God was calling me to step down from my role here as the overseer. So I've been doing this new role for about uh, six months now. And nice. Yeah, going back and forth from Philly to Pittsburgh to Erie. Harrisburg, all over the place. You didn't know PA before, you do now. <laughs> I do now. I know this. There's a lot of mountains in uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a lot of flatland. No. <laughs> well, that's really great. Thank you for sharing just a little bit of background information there for our audience. Um, and I kind of imagine that stepping into the, the SEN Network director position might have been a little bit easier because you had that overall like senior pastor position at the Keystone churches it kind of like make stepping into a director position easier it did it did uh you know like I said I've been we're starting our eighth church uh, mm -hmm. the churches I've been a part of in the past you know we're multiplying churches uh, so that gave me a, you know I think a great yeah. insight to, to the role plus to Barry Whitworth and I you know, I know most people know Barry, our executive director. We've we've been good friends for probably 15, 16 years. And, you know, just knowing his heart and because uh, he was over church planting for years. So he, he kind of mentored me in many ways. Oh, very cool. That's awesome. I have I feel like I could do a whole podcast on that. Now I have questions, but we won't get into that. <laughs> we'll see that for another time. Um, we are going to focus on the cooperative program on this podcast. Um, sure. And and so I do ask my my starting question for every guest we have is how would you, in your own words, describe the cooperative program? Well, you know what I'm going to do, Michaela. You said I could use an illustration, so I'm going to use yes. an illustration first. Go for it. Then get what I would say is a definition, and I know probably many people have heard this illustration uh, about uh, there was a county fair and they were having a contest of large Clydesdales. They were full horses, and and uh, I think the winner had pulled like eight thousand pounds, which is huge. But they put the two horses together, and you would think, okay, they would just do sixteen thousand pounds. You think maybe they just double it? 
But when they pitched them together, they pulled 24,000 pounds. Oh, wow. Now, they went even further with that. They said that if you take two pull horses and train them to work together, they could pull up to 32,000 pounds. So I guess really the, the principle, the, the message I would get out of that is that the power of pulling together. Mm. So to me, the, the cooperative program is about leveraging the power of pulling together in the area of financial resources so mm-hmm. that the Great Commission, the Kingdom of God can move forward, that the Kingdom of God can be enlarged. So it's a it's a giving program to where it advances, it utilizes, what, 48, 49,000 plus churches uh, just working as individual, not as individual pool horses, but working together. So. Hmm. Awesome. I feel like that is like, our listeners should know by now that the like the theme of the quadra program is like working together. Um, yeah. But I think that's an important theme to we like we see it repeated over and over again. But it's so true. Like that's exactly what the point is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you see it in scripture. Uh, one of the things we do here at our church is we have what we call a partnership class, and uh, you know, the word partnership is mentioned over thirty times in the Bible. I mean, Paul. You know, in his, in his letter, sometimes he he will give thanks for finances that were, that came his way, uh, and uh, Paul understood if he's going to be an apostolic worker, uh, a guy that's going to see the kingdom enlarged in areas where the gospel was not present, he had to have partners, and mm-hmm. he had to have people that would cooperate. And I think that's one of the, mo- the beautiful things of SBC and the BRN. It's you know here. In, in PH South Jersey, 300 plus churches working together instead of 300 individual churches. I just see the beauty of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so then uh, from a send and network perspective, because um, I feel like you've seen the CP work on multiple levels here, local and now national why is giving to the CP such a vital and unique opportunity for our Pennsylvania and South Jersey churches? Well, I, you know, this new role, I've been, I'm traveling a lot. And, uh, you know, I'm seeing churches that are rural churches. I'm seeing inner city churches. I'm seeing suburban churches. All of us striving for the same thing. See the kingdom of God enlarged. See the glory of God, you know, uh, be seen in their communities. But every church is unique. Each church is diverse. I know we're autonomous, and uh, sometimes I, I feel like we can be so autonomous that we don't work together. But I think one of the beauties that, that's, that we see from the top down is our leadership. Uh, I'll use Barry again, uh, Kevin Ezell. These are men who are always trying to focus upon the Great Commission, the Great Commission, the kingdom of God. And so what I see here is through our cooperative giving, it advances in things. So, for example— uh, with my new role, just this morning, I was talking to Lori there at BRN office. One of her roles is helping with evangelism grants. We had a church in the northwest part that wants to do an event, and so I had to prove it because that's part of my role. But what happens here is this. A lot of churches can't do maybe the evangelism they'd like to do, maybe the evangelistic event they'd like to do, maybe the evangelism training. But through the BRN, through the giving of all the 300-plus churches, it allows us to help these churches. So, so here's a church now that's able to do an event. So evangelism grants are, are phenomenal. Just the care that we do, uh, things mm-hmm. happen. Pastors need care. Church planters need care. Uh, 
I'm sure that, you know, counseling, uh, it's amazing how many pastors, uh, we think of counseling as just, okay, if you're in big time trouble, you're in a rut. Uh, but counseling is something that is is uh, offered through the BRN. Uh, we use the full strength ministry. Uh, without the BRN, we wouldn't have that. Uh, mm. uh, so those are just some things that I see that's afforded by the BRN, the coffee mm. program. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not always, um, it's not always big things either. It's like you said, like the wellness things and the, 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 yeah. um, that is sometimes actually a bigger thing than we, than we realize. Yeah. Well, I just got a text this morning. Uh, we were able to send about 30 of our church planters, a $250 gift. Uh, oh, cool. and, uh, I just, I got a text right after that and said, Hey, thank you so much. Because, you know, here's guys that are the church planters. Most of them are young. Uh, you know, church planting is hard. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was a way of care. But another thing, too, I was up in uh, Erie, PA, not long ago with, with, with uh, one of our CPs. And uh, we were able to help a pastor. He wasn't a church planter, but he'd been a pastor for years and years. And, and through the care uh, ministry of the BRN and the SIN Network, we were able to send him off, him and his wife off for a night, just to get away, just to rest oh. and relax. So those are some things that without the cooperative program, without the BRN, we wouldn't be able to do things like that. Yeah, yeah. And and listeners, like, hear this, like, you're a part of that. If you're a part of a Southern Baptist Church giving to the CP, you have a part in that. Correct. No doubt. Big yeah. part. So kind of coming out of that, talking about how uh, CP giving is so vital and, and a really cool opportunity for our churches. Can you talk a little bit about how uh, CP dollars benefit at kind of the national level versus the local level? Um, national kind of being at, you know, you see that at the SEND network level and then local kind of being the BRN level. Yeah, yeah, it's a great question. I think sometimes we... We're not informed enough. Matter of fact, I've, I've been guilty of that at times because it can be a little confusing. Is that what happens when I give my money on a Sunday morning or I, I, I send it in, you know, on Thursday night or whatever online? Where does it go? You know, I yeah. mean, obviously it goes to your local church. Your local church counts it and, and sends a percentage, a portion to the BRN, which the BRN sends out to the executive, which is national. And then there, you know, they have different decisions where some of it goes to IMB, some of it goes to North American Mission Board. And there's just so, our convention does so many different things. So, for example, you know, we have the sin relief, which mm -hmm. is global. I mean, we just think of yeah. sin relief maybe here in the BRN. Uh, and I've seen that work in the BRN. For example, a couple of years ago, we had a tornado came probably about 10 mm -hmm. minutes south of our Montgomery campus. Oh, well, guess what? few days later, we, we've got sin relief teams, you know, in their yellow shirts and their chainsaws and all that. So, but we also have people from North Carolina, South Carolina, coming up from their sin relief state organizations. Uh, but then also you see it on a global, you know, whether it's a hurricane or, or whatever that's happening. Uh, it's even going overseas, you know, like even right now, some of it, my understanding is that some of it's going to Israel. Uh, to help with the, the issues that are going over there. So what I want you to hear is this, that your your money is being expanded. It's not just staying in your local area, but it is being used in your, your local uh, area. And and so uh, that to me, I think is very exciting. I mean, we, we have a couple of events here called the Advance and the Accelerate. So that helps 
you know, hundreds of pastors come and be, you know, encouraged and uplifted. But at the same time, too, you know, it, it we break it down into sin cities, where it's more on that area. So I don't know if that helps or not, but uh, plus two foreign missions. I mean, I have a son that's, I can't tell you where he's at, but him and his wife, and I got three little granddaughters, they're oh. missionaries over in the Middle East. Wow. And so when when, so when you think about that $20 or $50, $100, whatever you're giving, it's literally going all over the world to make a difference. And there's a lot of places in the world that your dollar goes a lot further. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Um... It's the best of both worlds. You're not only helping reach your community where you're at, but also, like you said, global missions around the world and national missions as well. Um, And I think too, like uh, our listeners probably have a lot, like their pastors that they have at their churches, like might have like you, a son or a daughter serving. And then like, that just makes it even like a little bit more personal to give. Yeah. So, um, that was a great, you, you just transitioned me perfectly for this next question um, to talk a little bit about how has the CP impacted you personally? You know what? It was impacting me when I didn't even know anything about it. I, I, I didn't grow up in church. I didn't grow up in a Baptist church. I gave my life to Christ as a senior in high school mm. and uh, started dating a Christian girl. And uh, she goes to a Baptist college. So I'm thinking I'm going to a Baptist college. <laughs> right. and I didn't even know there were Baptist colleges. So you know, I went to Baptist college for four years, and uh, even in the state that I that I went to, the cooperative program monies were helping even there. Then my senior year of college, I feel like God's calling me into full time ministry. So where do I, what do I do? I go to a seminary in Texas. <laughs> well, I didn't know it at the time. Well, you know what? I probably knew a little bit more at the time, but the cooperative program giving helped my education. Mm-hmm. So it made a lot less, ex- you know, expensive. Because of people's, in, you know, they're giving to their local church, and then their local church giving it to, you know, the executive committee, to the national committees, and and so just through the seminaries that that's helped uh, planting this church here. You know, when we moved up, you know, we did have a, we had a sending church, First Baptist Orlando, Florida, uh, First Baptist Springdale, Arkansas. Uh, they helped us, but the BRN, I mean, helped. They came along, and the mm-hmm. the North American Mission Board helped train us and equip us and. And give us resources, not just financially, but just training and coaching of how to plant a church. And it continues to this day. I mean, like I said, we were in the process of planting our eighth church. Uh, and uh, uh, we did our, our church number seven just happens to be one of my sons. You know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we, we didn't train our kids to be church planters, but that's what they became. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they're a year old. And uh, I see what the BRN did and see what the North American Mission Board does, you know, with the SIN Network. So those are just some things that that just that cooperating, working together, pulling together. Uh, it's just, you know, it's a just an awesome uh, partnership. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool that like it's the CP has kind of impacted you at almost every stage of your life. Yeah, it has. I mean, you didn't know it, it. and your kids like. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so speaking of how cool the CP is, what what are some ways that you kind of inform people on the CP or maybe even advertise it to sure. your churches of like just kind of helping um, 
churchgoers there have an understanding of of what their tithe is towards and what it means and you can share just even like practical ways of that that maybe might be some good ideas for pastors to have in their like tool belt of yeah 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 well you know moving up to the bible belt where it seems like about half people are southern baptists mm-hmm. they understand southern baptists coming to the northeast a lot less so when we planted our church I mean, we weren't going to be attracting other Southern Baptist people. So most of the people that started coming to our church were either non-church, lost people, or maybe they went to other churches, but hardly any came from a Southern Baptist church. There just weren't many Southern Baptist churches in our area. So we knew that we had to decide, how do we teach them? Well, number one, what we found out real quickly, Baptist was not a great name Mm -hmm. in our area anyway. And putting Southern in it definitely was not a a good part. So we said, (laughs) we're not going to put that in our name. But at the same time, too, we believe in Southern Baptist. We are Mm -hmm. Southern Baptist. And so how we did it and how we've been doing it for years now, 20 plus years, is that we have a partnership class. And in our partnership class, we let them know, hey, we're Southern Baptist. And usually there's people goes, they kind of like gas sometimes. What? Yeah. I'm coming to a Baptist church. It's a Southern Baptist church. Yeah, I like they didn't they even this. know. <laughs> didn't even know. Didn't even know. <laughs> so we begin to explain what it is. And we explain the beauty of us working together, collaborating together, partnering together. We explain the part of the, the cooperative program. And once they hear that, they go, well, that's that's awesome. That seems smart. That seems wise. And they're good. They're, they're good with it. So that's what we primarily do in our partnership class. We explain what it is. Uh, we explain the BRN and, you know, give them information. We explain the International Mission Board. We explain the North American Mission Board. So we, we try to do that in our partnership class. I think the other thing, too, that keeps reminding them is every time we plant a church, like I said, we were in our eighth church plant over, we're, we're 21 years old. So every time we do one, it's a reminder, mm-hmm. you know. So like I said, we just launched a church. Uh, they, well, they just had their one-year anniversary a couple of weeks ago. And... Uh, we partnered with the BRN through this. We partnered with the SIN uh, network, and and, uh, and God has blessed us financially. So in one sense, we didn't partner because it was a financial need. Uh, we partnered because mainly in our in our area and where we're at as a church, it's the training, it's the equipping, it's the processing, it's the systems. That's the beauty. As a matter of fact, we, I was just talking to my son, who's the church planter there, is that what they were giving through the SEND and BRN uh, is a certain amount because there's a grid that, right. you know, you fit in. But they gave this first year, they gave back more than they were given. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, Amazing. I mean, we're blessed that we were able to do that. My point here is this, is because we believe in the process. We believe in the cooperative program. Uh, and our next church, it may not be quite that way the first year or two, uh, but that would be our desire is that we're not just trying to, you know, receive finances from them, but we want to make certain that we're giving back. So we we give a portion every week and are offering back uh, to that. So those are some things that I think has been very beneficial uh, and helping remind our church. Plus, too, when we take up an offering, we just remind people, guys, listen, what you're what you're giving to, it's kingdom giving. And we give examples mm-hmm. um, because, you know, we, we give to the BRN, we give to the corporate program, but we have missionaries that have been sent out of our church that we sponsor, mm-hmm. uh, that we remind them that when you give the day, it's, it's going, you know, globally around, around the world. Mm. That's really good. That's really awesome. Also, I want to say that's awesome. You guys have planted your eighth church. That's amazing. 
uh, where where at is that church plant going to be? Well, I can't announce yet. Okay, okay, never mind. <laughs> I'd, like, right. I'd like to tell you. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're we're. I'd love to tell you, but right now we haven't made the location public okay. to our congregation. Uh, soon so, enough. Soon enough. Another soon podcast enough. episode. Soon another soon article. <laughs> uh, in the next couple of months, we we can give you a location. Okay. Although our you know our campus pastor here and I and earlier said we know where it's going to be. Right. Yeah. I well, I would hope so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, but uh, listeners, that's just another another thing that you're helping doing by giving to the CP is helping multiply churches um, to locations that need to hear the gospel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't have any more specific questions, but is there anything else that you would like to share with our listeners about the CP um, or the BRN? Anything that you would like to share before we wrap up our time? Well, I'm all about it. Matter of fact, I've got the uh, BRN. Yes. <laughs> awesome. So it just happened to be with me. I didn't, I didn't plan it this way, but it nice. was with me. But, uh, you know, I can say this with, with all integrity and what they're giving is going to a worthwhile cause. And, and uh, you know, I tell our people all the time, once you give, your hands are off. Trust the people. Trust the organization. That's They've got good people on it. And they will send it to where it needs to be sent. And there's a lot of great places, a lot of great places to invest all over the PA and South Jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Pastor John, for just giving us some of your time today and, and chatting about the CP. All right. Thanks, Michaela. I appreciate you. Listeners, thank you so much for tuning in and celebrating Cooperative Missions with us today. If you liked what you heard, then click the subscribe or follow button so you don't miss a single episode of Celebrating Cooperative Missions. And if you want others to know about this podcast, then all you have to do is leave us a quick review or share it with a friend. Either way, we'll help get the word out. And for your convenience, this podcast is available on a number of podcasting platforms. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and more. So take your pick and tune in. You can also check out more cooperative mission content as well as information on cooperative giving online at the BRN's website. That's brnunited.org. Again, brnunited.org. Thanks again for listening. Tune in next month for the latest episode of Celebrating Cooperative Missions. And of course, until then, take care and may the Lord bless all of your cooperative efforts.